Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On this episode of the Light Path Podcast, I discuss my readiness to awaken. Inspired by you and your feedback on the episode, The Lingering Hangover, go back and have a listen if it's not something you've caught up on yet. I was really inspired to take my healing of my COVID hangover seriously, and I have set aside November to dedicate myself to it. In this episode, I discuss the process that I'm about to embark on and invite you to join me over at the Light Path Community Facebook page to join me in this month of nourishing healing. I hope you enjoy the episode. All the links you need are in the show notes below. Hello and welcome back to the Light Path Podcast. So happy to have you here. And today's chat really is me reflecting a lot back to you what uh, was reflected to me from an episode a couple of weeks ago where I discussed the lingering hangover that COVID has kind of left me in and I think I was feeling this and so I was I have been processing that for quite some time and actioning how I was going to really try to shift myself out of that funk or hangover state and then once that discussion went out there into the world I got so many messages from you saying that you were feeling the exact same way. It was so reassuring for me because I didn't know whether it was just me um, or whether uh, I was definitely not alone in this. And it's really reassuring to know I was definitely not alone in this. So I think the first you know, effort we put into acknowledging where we're at, I really feel like that's 70, 75% there to heal it. And so I'm always about just acknowledging where you're at is going to be probably the most powerful position you can put yourself in, in order to transform from it. But what I am really really passionate about personally now is transforming from it because let me tell you I do not want another year like the fourth year to be taken over by the cloud or the shroud of the pandemic quite frankly um But how do we do that in a way that's really honest and really effective? And I think it comes back to the principle of or the action of awakening. I almost see this global pandemic. I mean, I see it as many things, but one energetic kind of light I would like to shine on it is that maybe it was an opportunity for the entire world to rest or to fall asleep or to cocoon for a while. And then once we do that and we 
awaken, I think it's important to acknowledge that when you awaken into the new, you're not the same person that went in and and also the world that you're awakening to isn't the same world that we fell asleep into. And the biggest gift I think I've observed for those of us that are brave enough to grab it is a quote really that for me sums up the experience of this pandemic and this quote is an Eckhart Tolle quote and we know I'm a big fan of Eckhart's but he says the awakening of consciousness is the next evolutionary step for mankind and I, I tend to think well what is the point of going through you know such trauma to be quite honest and such shifts and changes and it wasn't all bad but it definitely wasn't all good what is the point of going through that if our consciousness our awareness isn't awakened to some sort of new way of being so instead of sitting in the shroud of the hangover i really want to wake up or awaken myself in a completely different light. Now, I know that there is a process to awakening and sometimes you can't awaken until you've really rested and you've really recovered from what was. Hence, that is why in November over on the Light Path Community's Facebook group, the private group we have there, I'm going to be tapping into that every day and sharing my process of healing or coming out of the awakening of that hangover that I've been feeling from COVID. So if you head over there, you know, you can follow along or even better, I mean, I would love everyone to take a part in that. Because awakening can feel like a a lonely process. And so it's so nice to know that so many of us can and will be doing that together. And I think that is such a gift that really we can all be giving to each other at this time to walk each other through a process of awakening So I want to use this moment to kind of unpack the process of awakening and to shine a light on some really key realities of that. So awakening within itself means that you wake up and you literally see things anew. So if you're awakening your consciousness, it means that you are viewing things and you are using your conscious mind and your conscious heart and soul in a way that is different to how you used it before. So in that, we really need to be able to reflect on what was, reflect on the process, but then also really project into an idea of not only who we are now as a result of going through all that, but as we project forward, how we're going to be because we have awoken anew or because our consciousness has risen to a level where 
some of the things that maybe we dealt with before, accepted before, even I want to say embraced before, are actually no longer serving us. So two episodes ago or two solo episodes ago, I called this funk that I'm feeling a hangover. So as I went to think about, well, how would I get myself through and over this hangover type energy? I actually referred back to all of the things that I do when in the past, I'm talking in my 20s here, (laughs) um, had hangovers and what would I do to get through that? And that is the way I'm going to structure my healing out of this that I'm really going to focus on in November. So the first thing I used to do And I also actually, I don't just liken this to a hangover because the more I thought about it, the more I thought, oh, this is exactly like my teaching days. So in my teaching days, I spent the majority of my career in kindergarten classrooms. So I was around really little people all the time. And, you know, the, the, the hardest part of the day in kindergarten is that lunchtime period where the children are out on that playground they're very much supervised but they are ultimately left to their own devices to get on with things so playtime can be really confronting for a lot of children it's overstimulating it's usually got a lot of running around and then there's also negotiation of rules and games and a lot of conflict happens out there with not a lot of high uh high functioning resolution let's just say because they're five-year-olds figuring it out and that is really important for their development and all of those things but when they used to come back into the classroom you would literally get this room full of sweaty little (laughs) wide-eyed rosy-cheeked children who had just been in uh, a fun yet often overwhelming environment and so no matter what I had planned for the lesson after lunch and even after recess, it always began with a period of just calming down and checking in and almost to deregulate their overstimulated, overexcited and often tired nervous system. So if I reflect back on the whole COVID thing, you know, the lockdowns that happened and how it kind of spread around the world and, you know, it was kind of interesting and you couldn't really believe it was happening before your eyes and then there was moments of, well, lockdown is a little bit of an adventure, I'm learning different parts of myself or learning to survive in different ways and then there were moments where, We were, I'm sure, all in real conflict with ourselves as we battled uh, maybe things within our relationships with others and with ourselves. And so I almost feel like there was just so many layers to all of it. And it kind of reflected for me what I observed as a teacher on the playground. And so I'm taking these two principles. I'm taking the hungover recovery um, procedure that I have implemented in the past and I'm taking the uh, how would I deregulate a room full of five-year-olds when they come in so they are able to 
get on with what was really important in that their education and their learning. So I'm going to split this recovery into four sections and there'll be so much more of this over on the Facebook group page. But if it's not something that you're into joining, you can at least get a little insight here and maybe it may inspire you to do something with it yourself. So when I have a hangover. Um, uh, I try to avoid them these days. They're really hard in your 40s. I learned that in my 30s. So hangovers aren't really something I deal with a lot these days. But if I were to deal with one, this is how I would deal with it. And it's exactly sort of the same procedure. I dealt with winding the kids down after lunch. So the first thing would be, well, there's four steps. The first being to rest, then to reassess, then to refuel, and then to rise. So that process in a kindergarten classroom literally will take five, maybe 10 minutes. That process in a hangover in my 20s may take a day. I found in my 30s it might take me a week, which is exactly why I avoid those moments now in my 40s. And um, I hope you guys are nodding along with me and I'm not just the only one in that. Um, experiencing that so having a look at these different parts as we're awakening from that period of our lives from that disruption and from that change that we really couldn't control it's really important that we're taking the time to rest and I've actually got an expert in rest coming onto the podcast this week. I'm pretty sure she's on this week. And she's going to really talk us through rest and why it is so important. So on Thursday, when that episode drops, I would really encourage you to listen to that because in that conversation, you'll really hear how impactful rest can be on so many aspects of our life but also how important it is for our body so that we can recover. So for that first week of November, I'm really going to focus upon and share in that Facebook group a lot of the ways in which I am embracing rest. If I was hungover, the first thing I will do is sleep. (laughs) So I won't get out of bed. I won't jump out of bed. I'll just rest because my body is in obviously like a shock toxicity trauma and when those little kids walk back into that classroom all sweaty and frazzled the first thing I often will get them to do is we all just have a lie down and we just catch our breath so that first week in November I'm going to focus on rest then I'm going to welcome the opportunity for myself and others, if you choose to join me, to reassess. Someone said in a message to me that this really struck them. And I actually forgot that I had said this in the podcast until it was reflected back to me. And I want to reiterate it again. We are not the same people who went into this pandemic So why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the same people as we come out of it? 
And I think upon reflection, maybe that's where a lot of my fog or my hangover around this lies and the tension with myself lies. If I'm going to awaken and I'm going to really rise in my consciousness and my awareness of this situation, then I'm sure that the first point is to acknowledge that I'm not the same person as I was when I went in and I'm also not the same person that I was in it. And as I emerge, I actually get to decide who I am as I emerge from this fog. I get to decide the values that underpin my life from this point forward. I am the person who gets to choose how I walk now, what are my priorities, and how I move forward from this. And I think because of the tiredness, maybe because I haven't given myself that opportunity for deep rest, I haven't been able to really reassess in an honest way. So the second week, I'm going to focus in November on reassessing. Then in the third week, as I would in a hangover, the reassessing in a hangover are those really fun conversations you have with your girlfriends about like, what happened last night (laughs) type thing, and you're reassessing your actions. Usually in a hangover, you're probably saying, I'm never drinking again. Um, But it's all, there's always a point of assessment or reassessment. So the third step is to refuel. So in the kindergarten classroom, in the reassess, we would have talked about any problems on the playground and, you know, try to assess them and move forward from them. Then it's time to refuel. So what we're trying to do here in a classic hangover is obviously to eat some really yummy KFC or Maccas. <laughs> and that would be my choice. But in the kindergarten example, it would be to refuel the children's desire for and engage them in the prospect of the afternoon of learning or the lessons that were to come. So we want to refuel their focus and we want to refuel their behavior to remind them that, well, we're in a classroom now, so it is going to demand a different version of yourself. So in this week, we're going to look at ways in which we can really refuel ourselves in order to have the energy, to have the nourishment, to have what we need in order to awaken actively from this. So it's almost like that prep stage. I guess putting a bit of that reassessing into practical practice but to really take care of our bodies, to really take care of our minds, and to really take care of our spirit so that we feel as if we've got what it is we need in terms of the nourishment so that we can go ahead into that next chapter with the confidence in ourselves and the reliance on ourselves that we would so wish to do that. 
And then lastly, in that last week of November, I'm really going to be focusing on the rising. So it's all well and good to think about the kind of person that I want to be coming out of this, but how do I really rise up into that? And I've got a really inspiring chat coming up on the podcast that is going to really help us with that and inspire us into that. And that won't be until December 1st, so right at the end of November but oh my gosh I can not wait for you to hear that chat with this really special guest that I've got lined up for you but in the rising you know we'll be talking about the fun things that we can be doing now and the things that we can be opening up to it might be a technique I'll be sharing this really unique technique that I have been using to rise um, in one of the podcasts and we're also going to be talking about purpose on the podcast but then also some spiritual aspects of the things that we can be doing intuitively and working with others to rise into that new version of ourselves is like a beautiful gentle reminder that we are always always supported so in order to get us prepared and you know really ready to awaken I want to provocate you with something that I think is a topic I am going to talk a lot more about in the future. It will probably become its own episode later in the future. But the biggest, I guess, catalyst for me into all of this was, yes, reflecting out loud on this podcast about how I felt hungover And as part of that episode, you would have heard that I decided to get back out into the world and do some traveling. And really, it was in in the traveling that I really found it was was so hard and, and people are doing it so tough out there it also made me realize how lucky we are in Australia here um, even though it wasn't easy for us here but I also I just saw there was this wave of numbness over people there was a, a sense of disconnection from self because people were turning to things that would just numb them from the experience and when I saw it I was pretty shocked by it and then whenever I'm shocked by something for me that's usually an indication there is a part of me that's really triggered so I've sat with this for a couple of weeks and I've really thought about the impact of the choices that I'm personally making and the choices that I've observed others make that is exasperating this feeling of numbness we numb ourselves in so many different ways but regardless of the form of the numbness the purpose or the intention behind it is usually the same and that is because we don't want to necessarily feel what we're feeling because we either don't know what to do with that feeling or because we feel there is nothing we can do with that feeling or because we don't even want to know what it is that we're feeling. So we numb to disconnect 
because the thought of that connection seems just too hard. And I'm not saying that numbing from time to time in whatever way we do it is like the worst thing in the world and we should always avoid it. Well, that's not realistic because we're human. So we're always going to find times in our life where we just need to numb so we maybe can pause for a second to then move onwards. But I think when I was over in the US, what I really noticed is that people are still heavily numbing themselves and it got me concerned and definitely reflective of how I numb myself do I and you know various forms sometimes I numb myself with busyness sometimes I numb myself with stress because at least I know what stress feels like at least I know what busyness feels like I can do something with that emotion and in fact I can be really productive in that emotion sometimes we numb ourselves with substances with people with behaviors um and other like various choices like I say there is so many ways to numb but just to start provocating your thinking around this readiness to awaken and if you're joining us in the Facebook community group the light path community uh, it might be worth considering this aspect of how is it now that I'm numbing and am I really ready willing you're definitely able but I am I ready and willing to maybe take off the cloak of the numbing so I can awaken into my life and actually start to be an active excited engaged participant with it again so if you're not already head over to our facebook group the light path community link is below in the show notes if you want to join us on this november month um, to really recover from this lingering hangover and i hope that anything maybe one little thing that you've heard here has maybe reassured you or perhaps even provocated or sparked something in you to really help you with that reflection because awakening is a process it's a continual process and it's such a beautiful process when we do it with the love and the grace that we can hold ourselves in when we really give ourselves the space so i'll catch you over for the whole month in november on that facebook group but until next time sending you all my love and so much light thank you for joining us on this episode of the light path podcast i hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode while you're there remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.